Welcome to Frame Rate. Rewind. All right. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Go watch some freaking movies. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. Hi, guys. Welcome to Frame Rate, a film review podcast where myself and these two dudes sitting across from me, Dustin. Hola, bitches. (laughs) Okay. There we go. And Josh. Well, hello. Give our honest, no bullshit opinions about movies. I know it's been a little while. We've had a lot of stuff going on here. Um, Lots of COVID life and and work stuff happening, but we are back. And Dustin, what did we watch this week, weeks? Weeks, 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 however long it's been. (laughs) We watched another Christopher Landon movie. He directed uh, Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day Mm -hmm. 2. And this is yet another 80s comedy horror homage called Freaky, originally titled Freaky Friday the 13th, which mm-hmm. is a far, far superior title. I know. I wonder why they didn't go with it. It was I just too copyright long. issues. Copyright. Yeah. 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 So, Tori, I'm going to yeah. throw it back to you. You will have 90 seconds to tell us what this movie is about in all its spoiler-filled glory. Oh, great. Oh, grand. All right. Do you have a timer ready so I don't Infinity War and perish? This should be a good one. <laughs> I've got the time. I'm out of breath already. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Hold on. (laughs) Yes. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so there's this girl named Millie, and she's the most basic cliche high school student. She's like the school mascot. She's a nerd. She's all, oh, ugly, don't look at me, when she's actually like 10 out of 10 gorgeous. And a year ago, her dad died, and now her mom drinks too much, her sister's salty all the time, and Millie feels guilty for wanting to leave home and go to college, so it's just another beautiful morning in America. Mm -hmm. So there's a serial killer on the loose named The Butcher, and he's murdering high school kids left and right, and one night after a football game, this bitch, Millie, has the absolute nerve to sit in an empty parking lot with a dead phone after her mom forgets (laughs) to pick her up. So no surprise, Millie gets attacked by The Butcher with this magical knife he found, and boom, they freaky Friday and switch bodies so the next day the butcher wakes up with a sudden amazing sense of fashion and then serves this like murderous teenager fantasy look with this leather jacket and red lipstick and combat boots and i'm like yes queen so he goes to the school looking for children just right for murdering and he's in millie's body so no one suspects him when he's like cutting up woodshop teachers and putting mean girls in cryo chamber things and obviously millie is now in the butcher's body and a bunch of hijinks ensue with her trying to get her body back which of course means she has to stab the butcher at midnight with that knife cliches all day so millie and her two best friends go looking for the knife at the police department and stuff and there's a bunch of laughable moments and like gory death scenes and cliches for miles and cringy moments like a kiss between Vince Vaughn and some teenage boy which is like the fuck so eventually the kiddos find the knife and they stab the butcher and he gets shot five times and he dies and it's the end it's like just kidding because the butcher is apparently Michael Myers and shows up at Millie's house the next night and tries to kill her family and it's like what the fuck happened there where are the police whatever so then they get in this fight and Millie stabs the butcher and now he's officially dead so if you want a job done right you just gotta do it yourself and that's the end for real that was the end that was for real the end (laughs) so good you just want to tag on a few extra seconds know. at the end. <laughs> I didn't even. I blacked out. Where am I? You made it. Oh my god! Minute twenty-five. Minute twenty-five. God. You have five seconds nice. to spare. You could have added in some more. Um, some more deets. Descriptors. Yeah, I don't even know. I honestly, I totally blacked out for the past two minutes or minute and I had twenty-five seconds because I totally remember where I was. But I did it. Yay. No Infinity War and Game or whatever it was for me. It will so. happen one day, Tori. I'll live another day. <laughs> Flawless victory. Flawless victory. <laughs> what is y'all's general thoughts of the movie? Let's start with Josh. Yeah, um, I I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I'm still kind of coming back around to horror, and these types of movies are great because it's it, it makes it fun. It makes it funny. 
uh, for me, and, and it's uh, it's good. Um, I thought it was a really interesting, you know, concept that you know, obviously, you know, we've we've all seen the Switch Body movies, but not in this uh, form. At least I haven't. Um, and it didn't seem like a, a movie who Vince Vaughn, who I'll say used to be one of my favorite actors. <laughs> I still like him a lot. Um, but it didn't necessarily seem like one that he would take on. So um, when I saw it and I saw how much fun I think he had with it, I think uh, I- I'm really glad he did because I probably wouldn't have seen it outside of our podcast. Right. right? I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have sought it out if it hadn't had his name attached. He's very <laughs> infectious. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I miss him. Lots of good creative kills. I thought that was really fun. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. Awesome. Tori? Mm-hmm. A bit opposite, a little bit opposite for me. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Like, I had a really fun time watching it. Um, I thought it was really visually pretty. I think they just leaned a little too hard into those 70s cliches. There was a lot of stuff that I could tell they were borrowing from those old movies, like with him coming back from dying and all this stuff. And But they just, they didn't elevate it to me. Like, I wish they put a twist on it rather than just beating a dead horse with all these old kind of horror movie cliches. Um, but I did have fun. Like Vince Vaughn was hilarious when he was doing cheerleading moves and stuff like that and acting like a teenage girl. So that was great. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I just, it was kind of one of those movies where the trailer was better than the movie for me. Right, so I right. love the trailer. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I'm actually a huge fan of the first Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. Not so much the second. I think this falls somewhere right in between for me where I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I think that it had a lot of potential it didn't quite reach. But at the same time, it was a lot of fun and it did a really good job of uh, recreating that like 80s horror style where it's like mostly um, practical effects where you're like mm. he stabs the guy in the throat with like a the bottle at the beginning that was fantastic that was, a lot. <laughs> that was so good it reminded me just like Friday the 13th and I was like okay this makes sense mm-hmm. so I really saw what they were going for and I really liked the maybe not all the cliches but I saw what they were doing with it and I, yeah I enjoyed it well, since we're all like fanning over Vince Vaughn here, let's talk about performances. Like, <laughs> I mean, the only other movie I can think of recently with a grown man acting like a teenage girl was um, Jack Black in Jumanji, yeah. the new Jumanjis, which he yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely hysterical in that movie. Like he made it for me. And I was hoping it was going to be the same with this, but I don't think that he was quite given... The script, I guess. I don't know. I just wanted him to be more hilarious and girly sometimes instead of just like demure and modest. I don't know. I just was I love like the cheerleading scene. I wish there was more of those. But um, but I I mean, I liked his character. I thought he did good. The girl. I don't remember her name. Do you know her name? Catherine Newton. She's great. She's going to be everywhere soon, I think. She already kind of is. Yeah, I mean, She's I remember her from Big Little Lies and stuff, and she was awesome on that. But I think she had fun with this, probably, even though she just kind of stared a lot. She didn't talk very much. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I thought actually thought Vince Vaughn did a really good job of being her. I don't think mm-hmm. she did a great job of being, like, him, yeah, the serial killer. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of her, yeah, staring and being like, oh, I'm so badass. And it's just, come on. Like, you could, they could have had a lot more fun with that. Her resting mm-hmm. serial killer face was a little, a little much to me. Yeah. It was just resting bitch face. Like, it just looked normal to me. <laughs> just like a normal day. It was just like, it was too much. And I, I feel like they, they could have played around with it a little bit more. Like, he had a lot of fun. Vince Vaughn had a lot of fun being her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she didn't have a lot of fun being a serial killer. Maybe which, took it too serious. Yeah. But, I mean, do you think she was given... Like, his, he literally doesn't say anything most of the time. He's yeah. just glaring. And I don't know if they were... I would have loved more lines. Like, the, whenever yeah. he, she leans in, it's like, I can't wait to kill you later. And that was like, fun. That was great. That was fun. I want more of that, but yeah. that's really the only thing we got. 
I don't know if they were still like holding on to that Michael Myers thing where it's just were. like, you know, yeah. say less, do more kind of a thing. But I, I wish they would have given her more to say because she mm-hmm. did really great with those deliveries. Because even getting to know the serial killer more would have been nice. Dude, the room she woke up in was so creepy. It was so cliche. It's it like, like, all right, there's a murderer in town. Let's look at the the creepy place. It's the one place yeah. that he can be hiding. Well, well, like, and it was okay, but do we agree that that was like his lair? I, I guess. Yeah. Could, but okay, so then why after they switched bodies did she still he still as her as him end up there? Like, how did she know to go there? Just muscle memory? I don't know. That that kind of threw me off. A well, yeah. Bit. How did they, he know to go? They to her didn't house? switch immediately. Oh, they just woke was, up like that? Yeah, they they were still themselves. Woke up like this. Yeah. Oh, I thought they switched immediately because then, like, they, they, they have, like, weird. They start feeling weird, but they're. It's not until the next morning where they wake up in no, each other's suppose. body. Okay. It was All not right. immediately. I could buy that. But I don't understand where their sense of fashion came from. That was really Honestly, weird to me. He's he was got, like, like yellow ass teeth. And he's wearing, like, torn up clothes. And then suddenly he's like, is this. That, that's what I wanted them to explore more. Like, yeah. is this where he's more comfortable? And he's like, ooh, maybe I, I like this. But he <laughs> didn't. It was just a cliche, like, grabbing my boobs. Yeah. Like, this is cool. Like, it was just kind of that stuff. He I had enough sense. I played around with him more. Like, maybe he was like, maybe, maybe I like being a woman. I mean, I, if they weren't going to go that route, that's fine. But just the fact that he was like, ooh, a red leather jacket. Well, let me put some red lipstick on. Yeah. I was just like, where's this coming from? I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. But the friends were also. My favorite part of the movie, honestly, were yeah. the two best friends because they were They're just fantastic. hilarious. Yeah. They were really, really great. I have no idea who they are or what they've been in, but... They haven't really been in much. Yeah. Um, the girl who played Ni- Nyla? I think it was uh, Nyla. Uh, Celeste O'Connor is her name. She was f- a lot of fun. I think she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then I think uh, the guy who plays Josh is uh, Misha. Oh, man. Osherovich. I'm sorry. Osherovich. <laughs> he was hilarious. He, oh my yeah, god, he was good. so funny. I he hope he so gets picked up and like just is in a bunch of stuff now because he was really, really funny. But speaking of the red leather jacket and stuff, I thought the costumes were pretty good, mostly for her. But like the costumes on the sets, it felt really. I don't remember the town in Halloween, but just like the really small town feel that they had yeah. throughout. There were like TVs and a window, which was very old to me, and like. The big park and stuff like that. So I really liked the sets in this. I thought they were really fun. And and even just rewatching that scene where she first walks into the school as a serial killer, like, oh the, my God, yeah. The design on that with like the confetti falling and everything right. was, it was really nice. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of choreography involved. And it was, yeah. And then it was a nice transition as she busts through the door to then have it come to a screeching halt. And mm-hmm. then whatever rap song that was that started playing was really funny. And they had like the haunted golf thing at the end which was I fun. wish that was real I bet it's real somewhere I want to go there it was so golf bad. right or was it yeah, just it was like, like a, a okay. like a haunted golf thing like a mini golf I was yeah. like man I want I want that I bet it's somewhere bet it's gotta be real somewhere yeah yeah and that was a great place it's like it's a mini golf course where you're supposed to have like fun with friends and the fact that it's mm-hmm. haunted they have they're allowing that scene to be more scary than it would have normally been if it was just like a regular golf course you know and, like, how many people... That was something else I thought about. Is this guy been on the loose for... In the beginning, they gave, like, some sort of intro, like, he's, like, an urban legend. Does he only come around and kill kids, like, every couple of years? Is he, like... So, this is something that really got to me, because I thought it was going to go one way, and it just didn't touch on that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, at the beginning, they have that whole urban legend talk where they're talking about, like, oh, man, he's been around for so long. He's Every couple of years, yeah, he comes out and he kills somebody. Oh, he's been doing it for, like, he's he's an old, old guy now. And it made it seem like 
he was actually going around finding this knife and killing people and changing bodies every several years. And that's how he's unable to get caught. And he's kind of living forever as a murderer. That's what it sounded like it was going to do. And I was like, this is exciting. That's really cool. Um, and then it was just kind of made out to be like, oh, no, this is an accident. And then he accidentally got this knife. And yeah. then, boom, that's it. Well, see, that's what I took from the beginning. I didn't take the whole, like, it was supposed to, like, that's, he gets old get a bit. That. Well, they made it seem like, oh, he's just so old. He's been around forever. And then it's like Vince Vaughn. He's like, it like adds old. to the legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it, it made it seem like that's where they were going to go with it. And then they just didn't. And so I don't know cool. why. I thought that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. And it, I just thought it was strange to, like, point out like oh he's been doing it for like how many years like 50 years it's like where does he Vaughn's like 55 he's been killing people since he's been five years old <laughs> oh my god is he really 55 i don't, I don't know he's probably somewhere around there but even then so like so he's been doing this continuously and he's never been caught which is a big hang up for me always like yeah. really he's never been caught he's not the hiding creepy guy sitting in the weird warehouse he's literally out in town square like yeah. he is not hiding from anyone there's <laughs> yeah. like animals strung up there's a homeless guy that comes up and talks to him it's like it wasn't he wasn't that well that was hidden. weird yeah <laughs> That's a whole other weird thing. That would have been cool though if they went that route. And another I thing, I thought so, and that's it got me really excited because the yeah. opening scene was sick. It was like I this enjoyed is it, yeah, fantastic because it did have a good scare factor and it had that the great moments of like the '80s horror movies that I love, like Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, these characters are hiding, and then when they decide to come out, that's when he pounces, and mm-hmm. then the parents come home and sees their dead child on the wall, like all that, that kind of stuff. Man. It was it was a lot of fun, and it's one of the stronger moments. And um, from there, there was a few really interesting things they're setting up, especially with the family. Like, I really love the idea that her sister was this cop. And I was like, man, what kind of role is she going to play in all this? Mm. And the answer is she's not going to play a role other than just like an obstacle. And I'm like, why was this a decision that was made? It seems like she would have such a bigger presence in the movie and she's like cast to the side and then the mom i thought it was really interesting showing her the way that she was like leaving your kid at school and you're supposed to pick him up like and then she's almost murdered like that's huge that's a heavy burden to like have as a parent mm-hmm. and i feel like they kind of gloss over it way too fast where it's like oh, oh yeah. i'm just i just made your favorite breakfast here you go i hope it makes up that i it was super got you weird. murdered. and so i feel like they could have really played off of that a lot more where it's like, um, where's this guilt that she's feeling? Like, how can that work into the story more with maybe the sadness that she has over her husband dying? And how can she come to a more cathartic moment of like, man, maybe I should be here more for my family instead mm-hmm. of being lost in my own depression. And I thought that would have been a really interesting route. I mean, it's a more serious route for sure, but you could have played with it and it could have been more emotionally, um, you know, a better emotional payoff. In I the guess end. they saved that for the end, though, because in the end, she kind of seemed like she was starting to be like a better mom. It just it was it didn't work for me. You can see you I, can talk about the end. I actually kind of liked her arc. I liked that they kind of set her up to be so depressed that she left her daughter there. Like that was. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I just don't think they paid it off. Okay. I, I, yeah, I could see that then. I like think she there's was a lot too of things. Stagnant? Yeah, there's a lot of things they could have played with, and instead they just dug it down to like having her daughter talk to her mom in this guy's body so she doesn't mm-hmm. know who it is. And so then it's just like, oh, that kind of fixes all these problems. And Yeah, I think it was just a turning point for her character if we do feel like towards the end mm-hmm. she was starting to become a better mom. I, I, I actually really liked that scene. I thought 
it just brought up an interesting concept for me. Like if, if someone, and this is weirdly deep, um, <laughs> but if you needed to hear something from somebody uh, specifically, sometimes it's not easy to receive it from that person. So I think the fact that it was coming from this rando mm -hmm. in the dressing room, um, and yes, there was some weird like relationship tension there. Mm -hmm. You know, she was definitely looking for a guy. <laughs> um, but I, I did think it was really interesting that what her she could have said in her own body wouldn't have had the same impact coming out of Vince Vaughn's body. Mm -hmm. so I just thought that was I actually it was kind of there were a, there was a moment of it was touching for me in a way, mm -hmm. um, I, and that kind of goes into the police car scene later too. I, I hate lines like um, the way you find out that their father's dead. At the beginning of the movie, they're all together for like breakfast, I think. And the mom's like, says something like, oh, well, you know, we did this, but before your father trails. Oh my off. God. Yeah. It's like, God, yeah. we know. Okay. We understand. Something happened to the dad. There's, uh, there's two daughters and the mom mm -hmm. here. Something's going on. There's either a divorce or a death. We're going to find out eventually. We don't have to spell it out from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And there's little tiny touches like that that kind of made me roll my eyes. And I just, I can't stand that in a movie. It takes me out so fast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's where I think the cliche thing that I'm so hung up on just like came yeah. into play. Cause I was like, I've seen this, I've heard this, I've seen this, I've heard mm. this. Like, please do something different with it. There's a lot of spoon feeding the audience. Like, they didn't mm. trust us to understand. And this is a very basic movie. Please trust us <laughs> to understand. This is not anyone who's seen this movie. This is not their first rodeo with a horror. Well, comedy. see, like, that's where I like. I'm curious because I. There were a lot, and, and hearing you say it remind me. Like there were a ton of cliches, mm -hmm. but I haven't seen as many horror films as you all, so I don't. I didn't recognize all of them. You know? Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> no, that definitely like the. But as a child of the eighties, like yeah. even watching like the comedies from like back in the day, did you spot a lot of those cliches because they used a lot from horror and comedies from the 80s sure yeah no i, I definitely like, recognize the that overly were, mean teacher is overly mean <laughs> yes the bully in the at the locker yeah. room scene like yeah, literally totally. the so, meanest teacher yeah. he was aggressive he was yeah. awful that was oh gonna God. ask you guys like why why <laughs> why was i didn't he... care that he died at all <laughs> no i mean that's kind of the point they, they kill all the people that you're like yeah good right <laughs> like, yeah i don't care yeah <laughs> i thought he had a fitting death i did not think the girl uh, the bully had a fitting death at all i thought no. she needed to die without her phone at least <laughs> that would not happen right can i just clarify you want to really freeze like that right is that I'd, stupid right. i mean in a, i don't I think gonna, so i don't think you're there's, gonna shatter there's but. got to be like a safety function on those things inside One, i'm not even like i know they exist but i don't know if they exist to that extent of like mm. can you actually freeze with it i don't think so and if a school <laughs> somehow got a hold of this why do they need one what, what are they what doing kind of funding do this does the school have like there's got to be a, it's got to be locked up somewhere like you can't yeah. just get into this room without like some sort of, of supervision yeah <laughs> of course so that, that i thought that was the most ridiculous death yeah just it was ridiculous I mean, and it was, she needed to she needed to go a lot like i felt like at least again the dude getting cut in half in his own shop was the best like not the best that was, death uh, there's but a it was lot a of good great death. deaths yeah, yeah yeah and i feel like that one was kind of a cop out it was the one where i was like oh cool yeah. she got frozen and now she got pushed over big fucking deal like that's yeah. kind of a PG-13 death to me. If you're going to go, go. Yeah. Oh, so just going back to that guy, like why? I just, yeah, I didn't understand why they gave him so much fight. Like he had so much fight. He hated her for some, and really I thought it was going to turn into something like inappropriate, if I'm mm. being honest. Like he like was focusing on her for some reason, which it didn't. But then his death was so gory. Was I was shocked that they stayed on it. The whole cut. I was really shocked. But you're right. There's so many moments where I thought it was going to go a step further. 
and be a little more like uncomfortable. Yeah. And I kind of would have liked that riskier move that would have paid off that R rating a lot more than just throwing in gore. Because to be honest with you, it kind of feels like it could have been a happy death day, like a PG-13 movie. Yeah. The gore was fun, but it wasn't necessary. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I could see that for sure. But the uncomfortable levels, to me, they were there the whole time. I want to talk about how uncomfortable, really quick, if I can just jump ahead, the car scene with Vince Vaughn kissing yeah. a teenage boy. <laughs> yep. Me and my sister were screaming like, this isn't happening. There's no way. Don't do it. And then I'm like, I don't care who you are. A teenage boy, to me, I could be wrong. Even if a girl is in a 55-year-old man's body, is not going to look at him and be like, yeah, I'm about to like kiss this no, dude. No, it was ridiculous. It was so uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. I could not stop laughing. I didn't think it was funny. I, was I thought like, it was Ew. so funny. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, because I thought it was one of those where, again, kind of touching in a way for me, because I thought, no, because this was this is what I was struggling with. I'm like, okay, I just wish the kid was like 18 at least. Right. And like there wasn't this weird. They're they're seniors, aren't they? Because they're going to college. Hopefully. Let's pretend they were. (laughs) Sure. Let's Uh, say they were. That makes it better. That's the like the part I don't really want to talk about. Well, I mean, actually, they're probably like 30. So don't. Well, true. true But I did think it was, you know, it was. The whole it's what's inside the counts and mm-hmm. they had, you know, a, a, some touching conversation amidst the awkwardness. I thought I thought they both did great in that scene. I thought it was. They did. It felt like, again, it felt like one of those awesome standout moments in an 80s comedy that just stick with you. For, I just, I, just I couldn't it. get into it. I love that. That was so uncomfortable. Much. It was uncomfortable. I will fully agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in just in the best of ways for me. I mean, that last uh, bit of sequence with the football players and the um, Josh. yeah and josh was wildly uncomfortable that really took me out of the movie if i'm being honest yeah it, 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 it was at a left field yeah it was really aggressively like disgusting yeah. and i did not see that's one of those why. moments where it did kind of go a little far but in the wrong kind of way yeah right. in the wrong way like yeah. it, it wasn't built up it was just kind of came out of nowhere and it seemed like it was just trying to play off a cliche that was in a lot of these movies but didn't take it a step farther because it is a horror movie mm-hmm. and i don't know it just it didn't feel tasteful yeah and just to for people who haven't seen it it's like basically millie is going outside to kill three football players i think yeah i think and then she goes outside and it's like insinuated that they're gonna rape her and then she kills them which is fantastic but the insinuation was very uncomfortable and then the best friend josh is just like standing there doing something um, and a football player comes up and kisses him and he's like, oh, if you fucking tell anybody, I'm going to kill you, which was, again, a huge 80s cliche of mm. like the masked, you know, gay football player and stuff. And and he died, too, which is great again. But it's <laughs> like I did not understand why they needed to to put those yeah. sorts of lines in yeah. there. Yeah. For I, me. I don't think they needed to make these people bad in order for us to like have fun with them, de- their deaths. But I'll agree. I, and I think. I don't think it was just insinuated. I think there was, I can't remember the line. There was a line about like three holes or something. Three guys, you got three holes. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah. So that really just took me out. Maybe that's why it, I mean, the gore is why it got the R rating. But since they had it, they were like, let's make it like really terrible. And I could have really done without it. There's a tasteful way to do things. And then there's that pushing stereotypes (laughs) for a modern audience that's kind of moved past that kind of stuff. But, but some, can we talk about the deaths? I thought some of the deaths were really great. Yeah. Yeah. Go through it because 
I forget some mm-hmm. of them, I feel like. I have a couple of them written down, but mm-hmm. the uh, the first one was the wine in the throat. I thought that, that was, was so great. Was so so good. I was, I was so pumped for the movie after that. I was like, man, this is, this is they're really going for it. Just yeah. on a quick tangent. So me and my sister watched this the morning of her bridal shower because yes. it was like 9 a.m. I was like, I'm going to watch this. My sister's like, yeah, let's watch it. My mom comes into the room like during that scene and she was like, what are you girls watching? Well, she's got like flowers and like all these things in her hand. We're like, nothing, it's fine. It's it for was, work, mom. It's yeah, for work. I literally said, I'm like, this is my job. Please respect <laughs> it. This is my profession. Um, but that scene was super like gross and graphic. But right off the bat, I just loved it. It was mm-hmm. great. And then the uh, tennis racket breaking in half over his knee and then coming in like the, you know, like the uh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, on both sides of his yeah, head. Yeah, that yeah. was fun too. Uh, the toilet lid curb stomp. Was, yeah, that was gnarly. Whoa. Those a little rough. Anytime there's an gnarly. exploding head in a movie, I'm scared how much they're going to show, and they showed a lot. They did. And it was good. And it's scary. <laughs> it was yeah. gross, but it was good. I was, yeah. I, I thought the unrationalized supernatural elements of the film were just a little, like, I don't know, just funny to me. Because, you know, I, I feel like that's the old going back to Michael Myers. Like, he should have died a million times and mm-hmm. he still came back. What the heck? Yeah. So there was that at the end, of course. And, and then the scenes when they activated the knife or whatever and it goes to like ancient mind ruins. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? Did they give an explanation? I know they did, but by that time I was like, sure. At the very beginning, they're like, oh, this knife right here was yeah. used for sacrifices and blah, blah, okay. blah, blah. blah and- they, they built it up for sure, but yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous as always. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Chucky being the the soul of a serial killer sucked into a doll. And now yeah. it's a little like, what a fantastic what idea. Like. I and love was, that movie great. so much. So as, as much as there were a lot of fun deaths, there's a lot of funny moments in this as well. Like mm-hmm. when Millie first comes into contact with the butcher and she's, you know, she's there alone after dark and the school's all locked up and she has nowhere to go. And she's in this mascot uniform. A beaver. Was it a beaver? beaver Yeah, I uniform. Remember, yeah. And then it's it, she's like running away from him, and she can barely move because mm-hmm. this thing's just so ridiculously big. And it reminded me of like Scream, like you know yeah. the, the girl trying to get out through like the the doggy door in the in the garage yes. and getting stuck. Yeah. And it's just like this is fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> Again, the beginning was like had some really fun elements. Um, like I said, the cheerleading part where he's like proving himself that mm. they know him. And I thought that was hilarious. And I think the scene where they tie Millie up yes. to keep her, that was kind that of funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, the guy's the mom, mom comes home. Like, yeah. It's like, we're role playing. <laughs> I have something to tell you. I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> the mom said something hysterical. Like, I've known you since birth. You are not straight. But it was something so funny. That was a good time. That was so, hilarious. I, yeah. I was cracking up. That I think that was a great use of the the comedy elements in this movie like yeah. bringing everything together of what we expect and and how to play with it so that we're just it's just a good time i love yeah that. i wish there were just more jokes like that that were just like landed and more topical and yeah. not like so out there and random so what did you guys think about the very end so of course you know they they go over they have the knife and then they're gonna go stab and that's like oh oh, it's already past midnight, and so you get this idea, like, okay, something's wrong. I mean, so they're going to make this work somehow because the rest of the movie kind of makes it I call it the five like minutes, this. yeah. Yeah. As soon as they And so it. then it's like, okay, so the five minutes stabs them, they switch bodies, you think everything's over, and then the killer breaks out and then breaks back into the house, and they have this final confrontation. I don't know if that kind of worked for me. It did not for me. I feel no. like I'd like the fact that they're having this final confrontation in their own bodies. 
like the first time, mm. you know, she was a scared teenager running away and he was a super powerful serial killer. And now she's grown a lot and he's gotten defeated. And I thought they were going to do something a lot more interesting, but instead they used it as trying to pull the family together mm-hmm. with them all coming together to fight. And it, it's just with all the emotional trauma that this family has gone through, it didn't feel like a good catharsis to just band together and kill a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, Especially not with Reno 911 as your sister. I mean, yeah. oh my God, the worst cop ever. Really but that's where I think the Halloween influence like went too far for me. Yeah. Just too far. He came back, Michael Myers, three women killing him in the end. It's the same exact thing as Halloween, where Jamie Lee Curtis and the granddaughter and the daughter like band together to kill him in the in the latest Halloween, like yeah, whatever yeah. year that came out. Like, like you said, it didn't build enough for me to make that worth it. They, they could have done something really creative with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really could have stuck it for me, and that just didn't quite work. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think I think it would have needed another scene, but it could have almost ended with the twitch and the ambulance. Like, okay, what's what's up? Like, is he back? You know, and that would have been fine. Credit roll for me. That would have felt very 80s as well. But, yeah. But I do agree. I think they did need some scene afterwards, but I don't know what it was. Like, if, you know, something completely different. Yeah. Again, I don't even mind them coming back. I like that final confrontation with their new selves. Like, of course, their old selves, but they're new, mm-hmm. they're new all around because mm-hmm. they've experienced all this. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they could have worked something a little more creative than it's just like, oh, he's in the house somehow. And, mm-hmm. and then she's walking around like, why is she walking? After all the shit she's just been through, why is she alone in the house searching it for these noises? Like, you, how stupid can you be? I thought you grew. <laughs> I've watched you. I've watched you grow for the last hour and a half, Millie. <laughs> I don't understand how he got out. If you're going to let this guy get out, escape from police, EMTs, whatever. Then how would Char, the... Sister, have not heard about this Hello. on her fucking radio. Yeah, Hello, yes. Wouldn't they know by now to they just took like out the whole ambulance? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, but if he's going to do that, then you better show me. You better Hannibal Lecter, like in the elevator, hopping down, like face covering. I want to <laughs> see it if it's going to be that intense. Because otherwise, you're just showing. I'm like, what happened to everyone else? Yeah. Like, where did he get out? That. I agree. There's a lot of like jumps in logic in here. And... Yeah. Eh. I can let a lot go. Oh yeah. Uh, unlike what I might sound like, I let a lot of things go in movies, but that annoyed me. I was like, he can't come back. This is not Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah and I was, just, I was just really hoping for a better catharsis with the family and hoping that they would, like the mom would realize that she needs the the daughters, like she needs to be there for them more than she needs to have this this um, overwhelming guilt or depression that she's feeling with her mm. husband's death and i was really hoping Shaw would have some sort of like maybe i'm a shit cop kind of realization oh like go find um, another job but i did like millie's overall arc where she's learning you know i sure. i can go for myself i don't really as much as i love my family like i have to do for me i can't just live my life entirely for them um, yeah they wrap that up nicely and then that was the end right they just killed him it, there yeah. wasn't any inkling to a sequel no don't think okay all right, guys, so let's go into our, like, favorite and least favorite scenes. Let's go favorites first. Favorites first. <laughs> Josh? So I'm just going to go back to my earlier explanation. I, I thought the dressing room scene was unique for me. It was different. It was something, again, like, if we're going to talk about cliches, I didn't. I felt like that was a more unique takeaway from this film. Um, there was some some depth to that scene to me that hit – um, whether it was intended or not, uh, with the whole, you know, hearing this from your daughter as this guy, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, least favorite scene, 
the kiss at the end from the football player that was just yeah i don't know i feel like i should maybe pick a different scene from the film that kind of related more to the film wasn't so just out of nowhere but that one just kind of stuck with me like what the hell was that it felt very gross to me i felt like cringy watching it but oh my turn yeah um okay so my favorite scene was definitely millie walking into the school after she switched bodies and is wearing like that awesome outfit and I don't know what the song was. It's like it sounded like a West Side Story song, which I know it was not, but it was just this like fifties kind of vibrant song that quickly transitioned into like a screamo rap kind of thing. Um, lots of slow mo, like we talked about, lots of confetti and like great choreography in mm-hmm. the background, and it was a really fun sequence. And it was the this, guy ends yeah. with the guy squeezing the yeah. The oh my god, <laughs> that was so silly. <laughs> That's the day I would have wanted to be there for filming. Yeah, scene, that so. looked like a lot of fun, and it was just the start of what was about to happen. Like, so I really like that build. Um, my least favorite scene. We've talked about a couple, but one that we haven't really talked about that was my least favorite was in the police station yeah. with the best friend Nyla who's trying to get the knife and the sister's like what are you doing and then all of a sudden she whips her gun out yeah. and Nyla's doing yeah. nothing wrong like put your gun away oh Char, my god Char, you're, you're pointing Char, a gun Char. at a young girl who is literally having her hands up and who she's you've like known your whole life <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh my god it was I was like screaming at the TV and she's yelling at her and I was like this is wrong I don't like what I'm seeing here it was honestly at this point where I'm like are they about to like do some sort of like cops pointing yes unnecessarily at oh, kids yes. kind of thing but then they just didn't it scared me i didn't yeah. like that again that was where <laughs> these things sort of started with like the choices that i didn't think were very smart or just yeah. too far out there that i hated that scene for no purpose yeah for no purpose why are you pointing a gun at this young girl and screaming at her it annoyed <laughs> the hell out of me so was that was really my least annoying. favorite yeah um i'll start off with my least favorite the the death with the the cryo chamber. I thought mm. that was just kind of a cop out. I, I mm-hmm. was hoping for something more interesting. There's a lot more interesting things you can do in a locker room. You've seen it before in movies like um like what was that? I know what you did last summer. As soon as I saw the cryo chamber, I'm like, what? How is that even in the school? Mm-hmm. And then they pushed her in it, and then it's like oh negative like 500 degrees. I'm like, oh bullshit. Um, but that was my least favorite. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this, you could have had more something more creative there. And uh, but my favorite scene was definitely where they had. The like serial killer tied up as Millie in the house, mm-hmm. and then the mom comes home. You're excited because it's hilarious, and at the same time, you're like, "All right, what's going to happen now? Because is, is, who's going to die right now? Because they're about to let the serial mm-hmm. killer go." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great moment. It yeah, was I could, really. I could have used more of that. Yeah, yeah. I wish it used scenes like that throughout for sure. All right, guys. So let's go into our frame rates then. And Dustin, you can go ahead with the first one. So overall, I really had a good time with this movie. It was a lot of fun. It was really funny. The kills were great. It was a bit messy and several different ways. The cliches kind of built up um, and, you know, some things didn't really hit right with me the way they were presented. I will give this six and a half absent parents out of ten. Oh, <laughs> who's the half a parent? <laughs> Someone's a half the, a parent. The, the, the teacher that got cut in half by the salt blade. I enjoyed the movie overall. I didn't love it. I think it started off really well. It was great to see Vince Vaughn again. They had some really cool like deaths and jokes and stuff, but then it just really got lazy in the third act to me, and I was totally disassociated by the end. So I'm going to give this seven bloody knives out of ten. I'm going to be generous. Oh, you went higher. Yeah. I was generous. I liked the outfit. That red leather jacket will haunt my dreams until it is in my closet. (laughs) Like, I want it. So that gave it the extra point from the six to the seven (laughs) for me. 
Josh? So I think I probably enjoyed it just a little bit more than you guys because you ran And after I, this is why I love these because I talked to you and I realized more of what you said, plus hearing things that I didn't even know uh, in terms of cliches or, uh, you know, additional throwbacks to things that I mm-hmm. didn't see. Um, but I thought I, I would give this a seven and a half shards of glass in the neck Um, because again i didn't catch all that stuff i thought it was fun uh it wasn't great there were definitely a lot of things that i didn't love but yeah overall i thought it was yeah seven and a half so that is it for freaky the movie i thought it was a good pick dustin yeah Yeah, it was i wanted to see it anyway so i'm glad that we did and could talk about it oh yeah. yeah So now I'm going to throw out to Tori because it is her turn to pick the next one. You guys, I'm excited for this one. Um, (laughs) So my clues are hard because I feel like it's going to really easily give it away. So I have two clues that are really like generic or three, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a 2021 movie. Mm. So it is new. It is fresh. fresh. There are links to Breaking Bad in it and also some Back to the Future peeps as well. Huh. Brand new movie. Yeah. Pretty. It's a Breaking Bad. It has some Breaking Bad links. Like characters. Is it it nobody? Is it? Is it nobody? Did I get one? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Because, okay, so I am beyond obsessed with John Wick. One, two, and three. Phenomenal. Perfect. Everything I want in an action movie. Keanu. And yeah, and Keanu. Everything I want in a human being. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's the same writer. It is the same writer it's, for nobody. I'm not sure about writer. I know it's not the same director. I'm 95% sure it's the same writer. I think it is the or same Or producer. Director. We'll look it up while you're doing that. But it's been getting some really good reviews. I've, I mean, I haven't read any, but like star-wise, I'm seeing it's doing pretty well. But yeah, I just picked it because it looks like a really fun action. If it's anything like John Wick, I'm so in because they do a lot of long takes with the action sequences. And after I just watched Mortal Kombat, I could really use some good action sequences. What's the Back to the Future reference? Um, yeah, Doc like is in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, so I don't know you, how big you, of a part You are but. right. It is the same I'm writer. I'm sorry, say it again. You are correct. You mm. are right. It you is the, right. Same, <laughs> the same writer as the John Wicks. Okay. And it's the director of like Hardcore Henry. I did not see Hardcore Henry because I'm scared it's going to make me nauseous. <laughs> I am scared it's going to make me dizzy. I'm but, not going to um, lie. Yeah, it, it's definitely by the producers of like John Wick. Sure, yeah. I think we'll hopefully be pleased. It was going to yeah. be that or romantic comedy. So I'm throwing you guys a bone here. <laughs> I can't promise well, on the next one. comedy elements, Bob Odenkirk into this. Sure. Seems a lot. I, I don't know. It, did the trailer give away any sense of comedy it, in this? A little bit. Does a it? little okay. bit. Just but, a nod to him. Yeah. yeah. Just him being like, the everyday kind of dad kind of character and with a shitty past and so that's our cool. next movie so there we one. go thanks for listening guys ooh, that's ooh. a wrap on freaky and next week we have another single name title of nobody and uh, or whenever week this comes out we'll see but, <laughs> no uh, promise we'll do better promise no promises but thanks for listening guys and we'll see you catch you on the next one peace see bye ya. bye